Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to How to Survive. We're here to get you through the stuff that can kill you. Oh, you mean like bear attacks and earthquakes and fires? Totally. And the stuff that makes you wish you were dead. Yeah, like having your heart broken or peeing your pants or peeing your pants a second time. Check, check, check. Yeah. We should just play the music. Yeah. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna Hello and welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. And this is a little weird. We've been off for a few weeks for the holidays and then other things we'll get into as this episode goes on. Um, so we haven't seen each other. and It's really nice to see you guys. It's very nice to see you guys. I can't tell you. So we had to cancel last week. And I was so oh, sad no. about it because I'd been so excited to get back know. into the studio know. and just have fun with you guys. And then when we had to cancel, I was like, oh. no. So we're going to talk about all the reasons we had to cancel. <laughs> so many. So this is a very special episode. This episode is going to be about how to survive being the three of us. Yeah. Because we've all had a hell of a week. Two weeks, and in Chris's case, a month or so. <laughs> it just keeps just going. Banana crap happening all over the place. So, we are going to start with actually chronologically, the first thing that happened was Chris. Okay. Yeah. What happened? Okay. So, I'm going to uh, try to tell this succinctly. My, I have a, I have children, as you guys have probably. Uh, noticed you listeners and you guys know and my son who's nine loves to cook and we give him some freedom in the kitchen because we don't want to helicopter him but it just like blows my mind that he likes to cook he likes to make his, i love his it. favorite thing to make is mashed potatoes and so, so complicated he was boiling some potatoes uh using a giant stock pot this time because i think he had decided he was going to make potatoes for the whole family okay and i had left the room why for does he normally just make Potatoes for himself? Yes, he normally just makes potatoes for himself, and he wait won't. a second, wait, yeah, mashed potatoes are not one of those things you make for one. He does. If he if he, <laughs> he if he finds what I'm making for dinner is not to his liking, oh. he'll say, "Okay, I'm just going to make myself some mashed potatoes," and that's all he eats for dinner. Yes. Oh no, he, he is German. Yeah, he's that very, seems very yeah. German. He likes a lot of he likes all kinds of pale, starchy foods. Okay. Just like white, pale spaghetti yeah. with just butter. Well, your husband's like a pale, starchy food. Right? He is. Yeah. He looks like if you could make a person a pale, starchy food. That would be Sven. That would be my yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I realize, oh, I haven't figured out what I'm going to make for the rest of us. So I better, you know, we can't just all <laughs> eat mashed potatoes. So I went into the other room to talk to my husband about what we we're going to make for dinner. Meantime, Benjamin's like, I'm going to drain these potatoes in this giant stock pot. 
on my own without any adult supervision because mm-hmm. I'm an independent so he, kid. So he has boiled the potatoes in yes. a pot? Is that? Yes. With, with hot water? Hot water. That's and it's okay. a giant, like I've said, stock pot. Right. So he's little. He's, yeah. He's you know, nine. He's a little slim guy. Yeah. And I don't know any of this, but I'm in the other room and he picks up the stock pot to pour it into the colander right. and the water comes back on his little body oh. all down his front baby and uh it's boiling i know so i just hear screaming we all we all hear screaming like we've never heard before and i think well this is a joke oh because i've never heard like i'm like he's playing around he comes in i can see the front of him's all wet he's screaming and i'm like okay something he's been burned so i pull off his shirt slowly and carefully it's burning my hands oh my god his pants burning my hands and already i can see it's bad because i can see that his skin is starting to peel wow so i know it's a bad burn and i don't know what to do i'm gonna ask something gross go ahead did the shirt stick to his body it didn't okay it didn't but i did i i was I, I, I think I went into kind of a place of shock because yeah. I immediately my brain went completely blank. I had no idea what to do and how to help him. And my husband starts Googling on his phone. Right. And I had my phone in my hand. Like I grabbed my phone because immediately I was like, I have to look up how to right. handle this. But it was like a nightmare. I don't know if you guys have nightmares about your phones where your phones don't work. All oh the time. OK, I have this nightmare probably once a week where I need to call for help or I need to call someone to get me or to do something for me and my phone won't let me call or text. Yep. It doesn't work. I've uh, my uh, my dreams have progressed as technology has progressed. It used to be it used to be regular phones yeah. that I would just dial and it was I could never get the number right and mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work and now it's cell phones yeah and I and it's the same thing and I just had one and it's infuriating. It's really awful. Yeah. Um and that's what it felt like but in you know real life and so I you did not remain calm. I did, but it was like slow down calm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like Pan- yeah. it felt like when I used to do stand up, people used to think like I was really calm on stage. Uh-huh. But I actually think I was so terrified <laughs> I went into a state of shock because I would perform my jokes so slowly and it was because I was so terrified. She's so confident. Yeah, and I was like exactly the opposite. It's like it's my so weird. <laughs> like it, I I would rush through my act, but you're saying you would just be like It was like slow, slow. motion and and people be like Maybe turn up the energy a little bit more. And I'd be like, I can't. Like, I'm in shock up there. So it was like that, where I was like, I don't even know what to look up right now. So I just said to my daughter, I said, go get me a wet towel. Go get me a washcloth. And the in the meantime, my son is screaming. Of course. Help me. Help oh, me. Help baby. me. Oh and it was. God. And tears just streaming and down his little face. He was just screaming because he was in so okay. much pain because it's so painful. And I didn't. I was like, I don't know if I should do this or not because I might be making it worse. But I have to cool him down. So I put the. He, luckily, my daughter brought back a huge like wet towel and okay. not like a washcloth. I put it on him. My son, sorry, would 100% <laughs> bring back like a paper, a dry paper towel. And so, <laughs> like he has no logic. She okay. did that, which was great. And then a, a small washcloth, which I put on his forehead. I had him lay down. I called nine one one because I was like, we have to call nine one one. I don't know what to do. We live two minutes away from a fire department, thank goodness, and they were there at our house, like, by the time we went outside to our driveway. Now, I'm sure all the audience wants to know, did the fire truck or the ambulance go up that crazy driveway? No, of course they can't make it up our driveway. (laughs) Okay. And, but, like, five guys, firemen, came up our driveway, and... 
I, w- I was never happier to see anyone in my life. Yeah. But I was also like, why aren't you running? You know, right. and, and by that point, Benjamin was like trying to kind of, I think, be cool for uh, the firemen. So he was <laughs> just like not screaming anymore. Aww. But also I think we were outside. It was cold and it had cooled him down. They put him in the, in the ambulance and I uh, went in with him. And after, you know, they had to call a hospital to see where to take him. And oh. I'm looking at him thinking he's probably going into shock. They gave him fentanyl. Okay. Which I was like, whoa, that's the Michael Jackson drug. Yeah. Like, they're giving him good stuff. And that point, he kind of fell asleep. So I was. That's propofol. But it wasn't it fentanyl, too? I know fentanyl. Fentanyl is like a is like a major problem, I think. But I just know the propofol was the. Because he's the king of prop, right? <laughs> 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 I haven't had anyone to talk to for a while. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. Oh no, it was great. So they give him fentanyl. Yeah. And as how? Like they're injected. Like, they, yeah, they the put an IV, IV okay. in, in his hand, and and then they gave him the inter intravenously. Am mm-hmm. I saying that correctly? And took him to Children's. We okay. went to Children's. Okay. Can I back up for one second? Yeah. Did you guys? Ride in the ambulance with him. I did. Okay. Um, my husband took my daughter to a f- friend's house okay. close by so she could s- spend the night there. Right, that's what I was wondering. And what, then what he, did you do with Alex? He okay. came along, and the, the 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 fire. I have to shout out to the EMTs, firemen guys. Aside from just like being handsome, yeah. you know, strapping men and and um, those outfits they wear. Um, they are nice fits. They are nice fits. <laughs> They were like, do you have a phone charger? Do you have a water bottle? Do you have like, they they like, oh, with you me. because you're going to be in the hospital for a while. And wow. They, to just make sure I had everything I needed. Like, That's crazy. It was because they know that I'm like a wreck. Right. And I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't like sobbing or anything. I was inside. I was inside. I was screaming. Did you start doing your slow stand up? I was doing, <laughs> I was doing slow stand up to them. I was like, I went on this. <laughs> hey, so what's worse than a no? Um, but I was like deer in headlights because yeah. I just and I was also trying to keep it together because I didn't want to fall apart in front of my daughter, who was like, of course, that's really freaking out. When you first told me I, the, one of the first things I thought was. How did Alex react? Like, that's so weird to watch your twin. She was like, so scared yeah. and oh. so worried. And then she, like, FaceTimed me from the friend's house when I was at the hospital with Benjamin. And she was crying so oh, hard. She was sweetie like, pie. I don't want to stay here. I want to be with you guys. And the mom there was, like, trying to make her hot cocoa and make her feel better. Yeah. And I just felt so bad for her because she was so worried and yeah. didn't know what was going to happen to her brother. And yeah. um, so... At that point, you know, we didn't know how long he was going to be in the hospital. We didn't know uh, the severity. And they wouldn't really tell us because it's not a they don't have a burn unit at Children's. Oh, so we're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And um, he was just happy that he got to watch Space Jam at that point. <laughs> he's you know? on drugs. He's, he's drugged a fantastic out. Movie yeah, he's like yeah. watching the new Space Jam with LeBron, like kind of in and out of consciousness. And um you know, they sent us him home with us that night. That's so strange. But like, they were like, it looks like third degree burns and you have to take him to the burn unit in the morning. But why Why not take him then? I don't understand. I think because it's, uh, they thought it better for him to probably just sleep at home. And I think they're becoming more, 
I mean, oh, listen, because of COVID, they're becoming I think more becoming, judicious because with, of COVID. They're more like if you don't have and I think in just in general these days, they're like, if you don't have to stay in a hospital, don't. I guess I just assumed that third degree burn, you'd have to get it treated right away. I mean, they did treat it somehow, right? They did. They wrapped it. They put this like big, thick pad on it and then they wrapped him really good. Uh-huh. And the pad had this like met type of juicy medicine in it. Yeah. They probably don't call it juicy medicine. They might. They might. That's yeah. the official term. <clears throat> juicy meds. Stop. Juicy. Hey, we need some juicy meds in burn unit number three. Um, I probably learned that that night, and I'm just yeah, remembering yeah, it. Yeah, you know, just things, just awesome. It's just all still you coming just back learn to all me. the medical jargon. Um, but I also think, here's the thing I learned about burns. They don't know how bad it is when it first happens because it progresses. A burn can oh. move from a second degree to a third degree in a few days. Oh. And that's what happened with Benjamin. And there's nothing to stop it from moving from nope. second to Okay, so no. there's nothing they could have done to br- No. So it's how far it's going down? Yeah, something? because it's not done like burning in the skin in a way. I mean, oh. you can obviously obviously like you put in the, the cold heat, water, right. you stop the heat, but as the days progress, it can progress to a worse state. Um Benjamin ended up having second and third degree burns. Okay. Um and he would have had to have a skin graft, potentially, and surgery to have a skin graft. However, because he's a little magical nine-year-old superhero, like most nine-year-olds, I don't want to say he's special, he's special to me, his skin healed very quickly. Unbelievable. You know, so within 10 days of, of, you know, he, here's the thing, he had to go in, this was the, one of the worst parts for us as parents, he had to go in and have the burn cleaned. Oh, Jesus. And that was hard for him because he's only getting ibuprofen and acetaminophen at that point for his pain. And so it killed. As a parent, I hope none of my listeners ever have to (laughs) watch their child get their burn clean. You were in the room. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to hold his hand through it. And I was like holding his hand and then squeezing my husband's hand. I'm surprised I didn't break his fingers. (laughs) And um, so, you know. Please be careful in the kitchen. Um, maybe don't give your kids as much freedom in the kitchen. Is Does the it look completely normal now? Like it it's looks, all healed? He, it's, oh, it's, skin is completely smooth. If you uh-huh. touch it, you, like if you had your eyes closed and you touched his belly, you wouldn't know there was anything there. Oh. Except if you look at it, you can see there's a big red mark. Oh. However, I don't know if he'll have, I mean, it might just end up, there, you won't even be able to tell. Yeah, like right. in a year from now, his skin might look exactly right perfect. Okay, I wonder if he'll ever grow. I mean, he's German, so he may not grow hair anyway. But like, he might be if, pretty hairless. Yeah, yeah. Where where it burned? Yeah, it might not. It, and he might always have that red, big red mark, yeah. which he likes to show everyone now. Oh, he'll go up to like other kids and go, "Look how good it looks!" <laughs> and the kids, and, and I can see the other kids' faces are like. But because he's comparing it to like what it looked like before, which was like a nightmare. (laughs) Because they don't, he wasn't, you know, he was all wrapped up then. Oh my God. But they're kind of horrified and he's like proudly showing off, you know, his healing. Oh my God. Okay. Um, And yeah, I mean, you know, a few days later we were in Costa Rica in the ocean and he was swimming. Unbelievable. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about burns. Do it. And how you can survive burns. Uh, Because 
Uh, oh, in the ambulance, I did ask the EMTs. I was like, you know, is that what I should have done? Yeah. Okay. And, right. And, and they were like, well, you know, with burns, you can also just put water directly on them. Cold water. Cold water. Okay. Um, not ice. Never ice. Because uh, it's not. Um, it's it. It can put a person into a state of hypothermia. Oh Jesus! Because people's their their body temperature. Uh, it's something to do with their body temperature, and you don't want to you don't want to sh- shock them that oh. drastically. And then the next thing you know, you're naked on a shelf. You know, right? You know, and oh. you're burrowing, and you're burrowing like a fucking zombie. You're burrowing like a zombie. Scary and that's, ass. That's how they find you. Otter zombie. I don't think otters burrow, but it would but, be cute if they did. Oh, a- anything an otter I does. I know. If it's a sea otter, those river otters freak me out. What's the difference? The river otters are like, they have these little sharp pointy teeth. What are the ones that like hold hands? And sea, otters. sea otters. Sea otters yeah. are just a delight. They're, they're I mean, a blessing. I wish you could have them as pets. I know. I would just get a big just aquarium full of seawater. I'd, I'd make my living room one of the walls, just all glass. Yeah. Just sea I don't know if I trust your family around <laughs> glass and water and sea otters. I mean, I'm not. But if the kid gets burned again, just throw them in the tank. Yeah. There you go. First degree burns, second degree burns, and third degree burns. And did you know, you can also get a fourth degree burn. I didn't. Here we go. First degree burns, no blisters, painful skin. So this is like you accidentally touch the pot when right. you're moving it and you're, you, you touch the hot part, but you don't get a blister. It hurts. You run your hand under the cold water. No big deal. Gotcha. Second degree burns, red painful skin, get some blisters and some swelling. Okay. So that's a little more serious. But usually with a second degree burn, you can treat it yourself with um, some, uh, what's that? Like a Neosporin? Yes, yes, exactly. I couldn't remember the name of it. Third degree burns. Now this is a little more serious. You'll get some white, black, deep red or charred skin. Okay. And we could tell that with Benjamin because when you looked at his belly, there were these big sections that were white. (sighs) Okay. Okay. May be painful, but could be numb. Okay. If you're lucky, I guess it's numb. Right. Fourth degree burns, no feeling in the area. Ew. Destroyed skin tissue, fat muscle, and possibly bone. <gasps> okay. okay. So that's that's really bad. I remember, so when I was very young, in my 20s, in college, I worked at a photo lab. <laughs> <laughs> what I learned about you. Not that that is in itself crazy. It's just that it's like I have never heard that before. So you mean like a one hour, like a photo? It was was like a private camera store, Uh like a nice one in in Akron. It was called F-Stop. And I worked in the basement where you developed the photos and it was private. So um, we did photos for hospitals. Oh, And so it was all burn like we would do all oh, these wow. burn victims yeah of like because they would take pictures to like for research or to chart oh. the progress of burns okay and so i saw some stuff oh, okay. like anyway i saw a lot of really intense burns um i guess that's really the point of that story well There's, yeah no you've had experience with it that's also amazing. everybody took their like um 
naked sex pictures there to get developed sure. because the big chains wouldn't do their naked pictures. Uh. So I saw a lot of like people's um, home porn pictures. Did you ever mix them up and deliver the naked pictures to the hospital and the burn pictures to the... Oh, I'm sure I did. Yeah. Okay. So is that like a good day when there's home naked home pictures versus burns? Like what's yeah. a good day? That's yeah. a good day. I I had a partner I worked with Heather and we would try to like trade off and like be like I've done so many burns today. Can I please have some porn? Somebody so we tells just, me that the burns might be better to look at than the porn. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's not, yeah. I mean, you get some people you really. I mean, most of the time it's like a nudist colony. All right, let's get back to burns. Depending on how bad the burn is, some people may go into shock. Mm. Okay, so look out for those symptoms. That's pale, clammy skin, weakness, bluish lips and fingernails, and a drop in alertness. I mean, I feel like that. I'm in shock all the time. Right. Those are the symptoms. <laughs> Daily occurrence, right? right? Um, but he didn't go through that. But I don't know. He seemed like he didn't go into shock. I felt like I was in shock, but yeah. he seemed like he was... You know, pretty okay. First and second degree burns usually get better on their own, but third and fourth need medical attention right away. Call your doctor if a second degree burn is deep and doesn't start to feel better soon. Okay. okay. Here's some things you can do until the medical professionals get there. All right. Get the person away from the cause of the burn. Okay. Don't I mean, stand in the inferno. Yeah. Move them away from the fire. Um, Should you put up your curtains? While you're doing this, you should, should you have buckets of water around the house? You should probably put up your blinds, yes, okay. and um, do some redecorating. Okay. If the cause was something electrical, make sure the power's off before getting close to them, because, you know, you're not going to want to get the, the oh, right. those burns, too, um, which I think are called thermal burns. Okay. So, like, you know, the kind that you get electrocuted? Yeah. Those are thermal burns. Okay. okay. Check to see if the person is breathing. If not, start rescue breathing. Take off anything that might keep them from moving freely and easily, like jewelry or a belt. Okay. I mean, I don't. are they belted to the toaster that's electrocuting them? That doesn't even make any sense to me. I think they just the mean... Metal. N- oh. Okay. Okay. I just thought maybe just for comfort, take off the belt. You know, take off their tie, take off their belt, take off their (laughs) earrings. You know, relax. Are are your jeans too tight? Yeah. Uh, Okay. You know, put on some home clothes. (laughs) Jimmy always puts on home clothes when he gets home. Put you on some cozy sweats. He thought it was insane one day because I was home wearing jeans. Yeah. He was like, why would you? I don't understand why you're still wearing your jeans. I'm like. Cause I'm a person, <laughs> but you're but you're home. I mean, like, put on your comfy. I'm like, I'm fine. Cover the burned area with a clean, cool washcloth or a slightly wet you bandage. Did. <gasps> I did. did. You know, I was telling. So here's a fun story. I was telling Sven. You know, I asked the EMT guys. You know, if I did the right thing, and they said basically that you know I, I did everything right you know mm-hmm. when i when with with benjamin's burn and benji goes well you could have called 911 faster <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and I was like way to stick the knife she's right she into just the heart man oh, that kid's gonna get the best birthday presents mm-hmm. oh my <laughs> remember god remember when you called 911 oh. faster? yeah <laughs> the pony sure looks nice yeah remember when you didn't call- <laughs> I know. Oh that's hysterical so this is important. Don't put a large, serious burn in water. I thought they just said put... Okay. That can cause a sudden drop in body temperature and lead to hypothermia. So I think it's that... Here's this where... This is what I also learned at the hospital. There is some disagreement on burns. Okay. So I would say 
this is a case where you have to be a little bit discerning with the burn. And it might be hard to tell. I mean, that was, I mean, I don't know. Would I have been better off? Maybe if I would have, you know, I don't know how I would have gotten the water to Benjamin. Like if I would have laid him in the shower, let's say, and turned on the water and sort of splashed it on him. Yeah. Would I have prevented him from getting third degree burns? Because I would have cooled him down faster. Or would, because it was a serious burn, would I have made him drop his body temperature and go to hypothermia? I don't know because I don't know if maybe the towel wasn't enough right. and that's what made the burn serious. Right, like right. here's that thing where you just, and, and even, I think if, even if an EMT was here, they might say like, you just, as a parent, you did the best you could. If you notice any of these signs of shock, try raising their feet and legs a bit, but don't move them. If they start to throw up, turn them on their side. Okay. All right. Okay. So I think we've, sort of helped people with burns? Yeah, actually, I'm very happy you said the thing about the ice because whenever I burn my finger, I put ice on it and now I know not to do that, to put cold water. Just run it under cold cold water. I mean, I don't think the ice on your fingers probably... Because you're not going to go into shock over probably that. But That's I do true. think the cold water yeah. on, at the sink is a better Smart. option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's also good, just good to remember. Yeah, because you might just think, oh, put ice on it or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the wet towel thing. I think that, I mean, obviously, I think that's the best idea. Okay, so I that that was my first crazy that experience. That was your first crazy. And many. we're going to talk about me later. But I yeah. think we need to move on to yeah. Danielle. Okay, so as... Some of I, I may have said this on the air that my ears have been bothering me and my ears have been clogged up like a fullness in my ears that no matter what I did, it wouldn't go away. So I went to an ENT and we decided I was going to have these procedures, several procedures at once that will help clear up my ears and my snoring and all that sort of thing. Let me explain that this ENT, um, you know, we're both wearing masks my ears are clogged up, and he mumbles. <laughs> he mumbles like a cartoon character. Like, I literally have to ask him to repeat himself many times. So I'm not really sure what I had done, but um, <laughs> or why. Because eventually I just had to agree, because I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying. So um, then, two days before the surgery, uh, my ears miraculously unplug. Of course. It's like when you take your car into the shop and you're like, it won't stop making this noise. So now I'm like, what do I do? So I call him and I say, my ears have unplugged. What what do we do? And he goes, oh, well, we'll decide on the morning of. Okay. If you're going to have the tubes put in, because that's what I was originally going to do was have tubes put in. And that's like a thing that lots of children have done. Right. So um, then... We get there, and he's like, hey, we're not going to do that part. And I was like, okay, I guess that was the discussion. We're just not going to do that part. Now, I also freaked out the night before because I realized I hadn't done any research on this. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was being done to me. I was acting like I was getting my nails painted. It was fucking ridiculous. And are you a person who usually does a lot of research? When I, don't have, have- I don't have a lot of procedures. I've, okay. I've never had a lot of procedures, so I... Guess not. Okay. But I started panicking. I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why aren't I worried about this? Why aren't I? What are the other parts of the procedure? Because you're saying. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. You're not going to do. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to just get into it one by one. Let me explain what what the problem what I had is. The eustachian tube. That's what was plugged up. It's a small passageway that connects your throat to your middle ear. When you sneeze, swallow, or yawn, your eustachian tube opens. You sometimes feel that it keeps the pressure and fluid from building up inside your ear. But sometimes. A eustachian tube might get plugged. Eustachian tube was my porn name. 
Um, this is called eustachian tube dysfunction. When this happens, sounds may be muffled and your ear may feel full. You may also have ear pain. So that's what I had. Only slightly ear, only a little bit of, tiny bit of ear pain. So these are, um, this is, these are symptoms that uh, you may have it. Your ears feel plugged or full. Sound may seem muffled. You may feel a popping or clicking sensation. Uh, you may have pain in one or both ears. You may have a ringing in your ears called tinnitus. You had that. I didn't have ringing. That was the weird you thing. Had I that. had buzzing. Okay. It literally sounded like buzzing. Do you think they call it ringing, but it could enca- also can encapsulate buzzing? I, I suppose it could. I'm just assuming that ringing... I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just think that ringing and buzzing are two different things. But it literally felt like a buzz in my ear, like a fly or a bee in my ear. How did you not, like, stab people? Well, it wasn't constant. Mm. That was sort of the weird thing. It just, just kept coming and going. And it was, yeah, it was driving me crazy. Which That's is almost worse because if it's constant, you can probably... It then becomes oh, yeah, you invisible. Yeah, like, yeah. you forget about it. But yeah. when it's intermittent, then it's worse. Right. I've decided. And you might sometimes have trouble keeping your balance. That I did not have. Um, Your symptoms get worse with changes in altitude, like flying in a plane, riding in elevators, driving through mountains, or diving. When I would take the freeway from my house to here, it would get worse. How about diving? (laughs) When was the last time I dove? I have no idea. Um, Okay, the most common cause of eustachian tube uh, dysfunction is when the tubes get inflamed and mucus or fluid builds up. This can be called caused by a cold, didn't have a cold, the flu, didn't have a flu, sinus infection, I don't know, allergies, maybe. Some people are at greater risk for eustachian tube dysfunction. These are the people who are at greater risk for eustachian tube dysfunction. Okay. Children. Okay. I'm not a children. No. But you're really small. And I think you're small. Do you think your body just was like, this is a child? This is the one where we're going to keep you young. Every other fucking thing is going to fall apart. You're going to lose your eyesight. You're not going to be able to do anything that you used to do, but you're going to have a childlike disease. <laughs> People who smoke. I don't smoke. People who are obese. I'm not obese. So why did I get this fucking thing? I don't know. Eustachian tube balloon dilation. This is the surgery. During surgery, a small lighted tube called an endoscope is passed through the nose to the opening of the eustachian tube. A small catheter is then passed through the nose to which the eustachian tubes drain. A small balloon. Doesn't it sound like fun now? I like, is it, what's <laughs> the shape? Is this it is they a, make animals? Yes. They, yes. Inside, they made a wiener dog, which I uh, thought was a cheat. So easy. Uh, yeah, that's one of the easier ones. Really? They really could have done like Way a giraffe. Way to dial it in. I know. Um... Uh, but maybe that's the kid thing. They use the yeah. balloon because it's for kids. And then they inflate it for two minutes. If uh, It is then deflated and removed. Depending on the side uh, of the symptoms. Oh, on the side of the symptoms, the side of your face. Either one or tubes can be deli- uh, dilated. Often patients with eustachian tube dysfunction will have nasal inflammation that blocks the eustachian tubes. Okay. So I have a question. So yeah. when they put the balloon, when they inflate the balloon, is that to push stuff out? I think it's to open the passage. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, and then you might expect things that happen afterwards. You might expect uh, discomfort, uh, nose bleeding. I did ruin a shirt because my nose was bleeding. I hope it wasn't one of It wasn't special. It was like a $2, you know, um, uh, A&W. That's not the place. I don't know. H&M shirt. Um, A sore throat. I didn't put on my finest. uh, Hot dog shirts. 
What? Hot dog. A root beer. A&W root beer. Hey, yeah. No, I was just saying I didn't put on any like fine outfits. $5 outfits after uh, surgery. A sore throat might be expected for a few days. Change that to a week and a half. And avoid any strenuous activity. Part of the reason I also did this is because I always feel like I'm stuffed up mm-hmm. and that my voice is nasal and, um, you know, I snore and all those sorts of things. So... The next thing I did was turbinate reduction. Turbinates are small structures inside the nose that cleanse and humidify air that passes through the nostrils into the lungs. They are made by a bony structure surrounded by vascular tissue and mucous membrane outside and can become swollen and inflamed by allergies, irritation, or infection, causing nasal obstruction and producing an excessive amount of mucus, which leads to congestion. Again, I'm always congested. I always feel Mm -hmm. so okay. Radio frequency turbinate uh, reduction is a procedure in which a needle-like instrument is inserted into the turbinate and energy is transmitted to the tissue to cause a controlled damage. This is like a sci-fi I know. I'm uh, just having experience. shit like stuck in me. So by the time healing process occurs, the turbinates will be reduced, allowing improved airflow through the nose. And are you under general anesthesia for all this? General. Okay. It's out like a fucking light. Nice. So I'm not going to go over the rest of the stuff because it's a little boring. But I also had radio frequency ablation, uh, ablation of the tongue. So is, you had some tongue work done. I had some tongue work done. It's <laughs> <laughs> just to like shrink the tongue. Yeah. And radio frequency ablation. Uh, oh, and palate radio frequency, which is also like shrink your palate. So um, here's the deal. Um. Recovery has been a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. You had a tough time. I had like lesions on the roof of my mouth, which I think I still somewhat have. Which is, is that like cuts on the roof of your I mouth? I think so. Or, like, I don't know. They kind of look like blisters. I don't really know what they are. That must be so painful. It's a little painful. Um, at first, eating was extremely painful. Extremely painful. Um, swallowing, eating. The good news was I didn't have much of an appetite. But the other horrible thing was... I've basically lost my sense of taste. So only certain things tasted right. Mm-hmm. I mean, like only literally dark chocolate tasted right and vanilla ice cream tasted right. Everything else was like, oh, that's a salt lick now. That's Aww. bitter. That's, I don't, it just all screwed up. So and was I, this a side effect that you knew well, about? Or no, you... I, no, no one told me jack shit. So, or if he did, he mumbled it and I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> so um, I was going to have a follow-up today i mean i already went back once i was gonna have a oh when i went back by the way he told me that i was part of the five percent of people who experience extreme pain after this surgery Uh, i'm always you know i always like to outshine you are a yeah i'm at the top of of the heap of pain um so everything tastes wrong uh i think it's getting better i feel like it's getting better fewer things are tasting off now it's fun because it's like you got covid but you paid for it a hundred percent. So now it's exactly right. So I my true test is going to be when Diet Coke tastes right. When Diet oh, Coke tastes right. Diet Coke doesn't taste right for no, you? No, it's like metal. Is anything starting to come back? Is it like? I think so. Okay. I think fewer things are tasting completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I had mango yesterday. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's weird because mm-hmm. it's not all sweet things. Okay. I I, I have these like uh, Trader Joe's M&M's, like fake M&M's. Yeah. Those are milk chocolate, not dark chocolate. They taste like metal. Like they taste like chocolate with an aftertaste of metal. Uh, so not metal every, thing is so strange. Uh, well, uh, kind of metal, like bitter, yeah. you know, bitter. Yeah. Then like I have one of those Starbucks um, uh, Madelines, which okay. I love. And I'm like, okay, I know what this is supposed to taste like. This is sweet and buttery and soft and, you know. 
and it was like half sweet and half horrible <laughs> it's just Ugh. there's no like predicting so basically i'm back to like i'm trying just to get to zero like yes. i don't even know what the benefits of this fucking surgery yeah. were i'm just trying to get to zero so well the the side effects so far sound like they outweigh any potential i don't even know what the benefits are yeah. because my ears were already unplugged so okay. my husband keeps saying because i keep bitching about it my husband keeps saying well no it's gonna help with the snoring and I'm like that's for you <laughs> that's for you I don't know that I snore yeah, yeah this is like I might as well have gotten a breast job because it would have at least benefited both of us I yeah. would have appreciated it more and I yeah. probably could taste actually I think the taste thing is a reaction to anesthesia not to the oh, I originally okay. thought it was because you know they're going through your mouth and yeah yeah so that makes sense okay but I think it might be the anesthesia people said that um, some people happen. just react poorly to anesthesia, yeah, yeah. which I guess I didn't know because I haven't had that many times I've been under. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was under for a colonoscopy and I was completely fine. There was nothing. But anyway, um, couldn't taste anything through my ass. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> so yeah, so I f- I'm feeling a little stupid, like I shouldn't have done this surgery because I don't know if there's going to be a benefit. My voice doesn't sound better. I'm not clearer. I'm not, you know. My- so you still have plug up? They're not plugged like they were, but the last two nights they have felt a little bit plugged Mm -hmm. because I didn't get the tubes inserted because the tubes was the part that was. So I'm just a little bit in the dark and I feel like, should I have gotten the tubes or maybe I shouldn't have had any of the surgery? You know what I mean? I just don't know. Maybe in the long run this will all work out and I just need to be more patient because it's only been a week and a half. Yeah. Um, So maybe I'm just expected too much. You're just in limbo right now. I'm in limbo. And honestly, see, this is the trick. Like, as long as my taste comes completely back, I'll feel like it's a win, which is ridiculous because it costs money and time and 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 surgery. <laughs> but that's the trick. They, they they take away your taste and then they say, oh, if this comes back, you'll feel normal. and won't worry that none of the other fun <laughs> things worked. You know, I think you should look at it as something. I think it's always better to to go for it and try things than to really i think so surgery Mm, i mean not surgeries you don't like not not necessarily like liposuction right right, right, people die from stuff like that that they don't need but you wanted to make an improvement in your life and also that it was really bothering you yeah i know it was just i would feel better if my ears hadn't stopped being plugged up two days before yeah like if that were the problem and it was fixed i would feel like it's all worth it but now I don't even know if like. Will you consider still getting the tubes if if it goes back to the place it was before, yeah. where it's all always plugged up almost all the time? I definitely will. Here's what I say. Yeah, we have not come to the end of this story yet. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. It's only so been a week and a half. So we're just we don't know. we're just still on your journey with you. Yeah, right. I I tell you when I when I can taste Diet Coke, <laughs> the journey will have come to. At least a resting point. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing that Diet Coke Thank with you. you. But Thank I'm going to have a Coke. I know. You don't drink Diet Coke because you have a normal relationship with food. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like I have this weird relationship with food and, you know, and then I'm like not eating, but I'm, I can only eat bad food because it's the only thing that tastes like anything. And it was just a whole psychological weirdness and. I was like, is this some sort of monkey's paw where I wish that I wouldn't <laughs> enjoy food and now I can't enjoy food? and now I can only enjoy stuff that's bad for me. I know, me. it's super weird. And dark chocolate is bitter to begin with, so why would that taste... No- it's just, it's just, 
it's making things that aren't bitter bitter and things I don't know it's very strange but I don't know it sounds like you have a lot of interior work to do. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Please don't put me under, under anesthesia for the interior work. So that is uh, how I survived. How I survived was just bitching about it, I guess. But how, every, we, how do we all survive? And it's all so many be, things. It's all going to be okay. And I don't want to sound like a brat. You don't. Because I know that people are losing their sense of taste and worse from covid and i i can't imagine having to live with that for the rest of my life honestly it was it was very depressing it's been very depressing just in the limited scope not knowing if it was gonna come back and i still am not sure if it's gonna totally come back but i'm a little more hopeful so i know it's not huge in the long in the you know in the scheme of things but to me it was um you know you just don't realize it's like food is one of those pleasures like when you don't have a lot going on it's like that's a nice thing to look forward to and to not have that is psychologically um it's just upsetting it's just absolutely so but you know so i really feel for people who even have had mild covid and 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 don't have their sense of taste back i just it's it's horrible i feel bad for them i think it's first of all really lovely that your empathy goes out to them when you're going very lovely so so that was what uh, I, Danielle, and partly what Chris has gone through. We're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to find out what happened to Garen. Yes. Yep. Even Garen's in on the tragedy <laughs> cycle. had some experience. And uh, we're going to hear more from Chris. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see if it makes the cut. But um, we'll be right back. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I hope you have survived the break. Still here. Still here? Yeah. Okay, so we're just checking in. So I just wanted to go over a few of the um, uh, stumbling blocks that have happened up until to get us here today. (laughs) We were supposed to record last two weeks ago. It's it's all in time. (laughs) At some point, we were supposed to record. And Chris had uh, gone on a um, uh, a vacation during the Christmas break. So we decided, well, let's hold off and wait to get her tested for COVID. Uh, let's wait a few days because, you know, she's been in another country. She's been on an airplane just just to be extra safe. So as we were waiting, we were pushing it back. And then um, something else happened, which was that uh, Garen went in to get his self tested. So then, Garen, you can pick up the story from there. Yeah, well, I had potential been exposed to COVID. That's right. So I, I had my friend come over to help me rearrange my living room a little bit. And uh, and as he was there, he would talk to me and I would be like, are you sick? Your voice sounds weird. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm yelling at you over this Taylor Swift music. That's my voice is hoarse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I always yell like this in a hoarse voice. Yeah. I guess I was just enjoying the Taylor Swift and he was screaming at me. But the next morning he's like, his girlfriend called me and she's like, Ian has COVID. I'm like, oh, fuck. The day after you had been with him. Yeah. In a, in, in a, inside in a tight, room. tight living room. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're like, there's no way I'm avoiding COVID. Yeah, exa- yeah. I thought for sure that I had it. Right. But so the next day I, so this is Saturday, I took an at-home test and it was negative. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. And I took the next one 36 hours later, it was negative. And then it, while this was happening, I started to get like this weird bloating and pain in my stomach. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, this is 
like I was looking up, is is bloating a sign of, ca- right. of, of COVID or a stomach pain a sign of COVID? Mm-hmm. And it is for like a very okay. small number okay. of people, right. like the 5%. Yes. So I'm like, great. Uh, and then Monday, I didn't go come here for Never Not Funny. I went to get tested instead. And I went to somewhere I've never been, this place called Carbon Health. They take all insurance. They take everything for COVID tests. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go here. It's right down the street. Okay. And uh, so I go there, get the test. The doctor comes in. And I honestly was not even going to bring this up. I thought it was just gas. I'm like, right. I'm just bloated from gas because I eat like an idiot. And it's just, it's nothing. Right. Because it, it wasn't severe pain. It was just an ache. You're it not did. on the all dark chocolate, all ice cream diet, are you? Not. No. Okay. No, no, no. Mm-mm. It should be. Um, but so she just was so sweet and nice. And I'm like... Do you have any other symptoms? I'm like, no. Well, I do have this weird pain. It's probably just gas, whatever. And she's like, well, let me just look at it. So she leans me back. She does the whole thing. And then I could see her entire demeanor change. <laughs> oh, my God. You have and an I'm, alien coming out of you. That's what while, it seemed while like. she was pressing on your No, no. Stomach? After she she finished, she's because I wasn't I'm like, I can't look at somebody while they're doing things to me like examining me I, I have you don't to, want to make direct eye contact no 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 no, no, no. no kissing no, no. no you don't want to make long soulful eye contact with no, the no. person who's touching no, your body not at all but I, so she steps back <laughs> I guess that's better I mean it would be weird it would to just be weird, stare yeah. someone down yeah. like your gynecologist yeah. stare them down prolonged eye contact prolonged eye contact I prefer if you make eye contact with me while the speculum's inserted yeah <laughs> Oh my God. Just a bead of sweat goes yeah. on her forehead. Uh, so she finishes and steps back and she's like, um, I think you should probably go to an ER and get a CT scan because this seems like appendicitis. Just from like, pressing on your stomach? Yeah. That's all she did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, Does this hurt here? Does this hurt here? Whatever. Wow. Like, yeah. And were it, you like, was it because when she pressed in a certain spot, you were like, ha, ha, ha? Or was it more like the way you felt to her? I that I don't. What well, I think she was just kind of checking where the tenderness was, mm-hmm. basically, because it didn't even feel that like there. Wasn't it wasn't like dark. a howl. No, no, no. Okay. But she said, anyway, and I'm, I'm like, well, can I just go to like? Tomorrow? Should I just go to my urgent care tomorrow? Or, and like, just she was masked, <laughs> right? So I'm looking at her eyes, and I'm like, she just the way she was like just staring in her it was i can't even explain it it was, it like, was a serious face yeah it was like yeah, she's like i would go i would go like now if you can because you know you don't know when this will if it is this when it, it'll blow up yeah. or whatever oh my god so i'm like okay so luckily i was right across the street from a hospital and i'm like all right i'm just gonna go so i just went to this hospital they checked me in so i was in the er for Hours. Yeah. Got the CT scan. He came back. You do have acute appendicitis. Oh my gosh. We're going to put you on all this and antibiotics and some fluids and and then I'll let you know what we're going to do. So they checked you in. Yeah. But he didn't say we're going to give you surgery. Yeah. We might just do antibiotics. We might do whatever. So another hour, two hours pass. Oh, my God. He comes back and he's like, all right, we're going to get you surgery. We're going to get you in a room. And you're not in like writhing pain or anything. No. There's no way you would have known that. you. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah. Because I've had stomach pains before that are. I literally thought it was just gas. Right. I'm just I thought they're just going to tell me to do this. And, you know, we're pushed down on you and you'll be fine. And right. Then that's it. They, They put me in the room. I was there all night. The next morning had the surgery. They took it out. And went home the same day. 
but this is the first time I've had surgery. In your life. Oh. Yeah. First wow. time I've, like, I've been in the hospital before when I was a kid, but I don't remember any of it. it was, oh, uh, it's all a, a blur. Oh. Wait so a second. Your... You were admitted to the hospital when you were a kid, and you have no idea why, and you've never I, asked your mom why you were in the hospital? I... I did ask her, and she doesn't remember. Okay, what? <laughs> what I think? Does she not remember, or is there some sort of? Did, uh, did you have a vestigial tail removed? <laughs> that, maybe it is. I didn't. No one wants to talk about his tail. About the tail. I, I think it had to do with. There was a, a time when I was on. Uh, like, you ever heard of Children's Place? Children's, not the the retail store, but. It's like one of these latchkey kid places where care, parents take their kids after school because they're working. Okay. So I was there. I was in a tire swing. This kid pushed me, and I went head first into the wood thing that holds so up the tire. So just swing. a severe head injury. Yeah, just a severe, possibly traumatic brain injury. That's no big deal. Remember it? Yeah, but I think I kind of freaked out. That might explain your intense interest in horror. It yes. Be. You know, you didn't become a serial killer. Mm-hmm. You yes. just became really into yeah the idea of killing. That's very so, possible. Okay, so but you're so you had surgery, or you're just in the hospital. When I, you were just in the hospital, just, okay. just in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like observation or no, because I had a concussion, and I think they were just okay. So yeah. why do you say you don't remember when you 100 percent remember? I, because I don't remember, like I have the experience. Yeah, I I have a memory of my dad bringing me a crystal little crystal ball thing because he had on hanging on his rearview mirror, and my brother and I always loved them. I thought they were really cool. Oh, and I remember sweet. getting that, and I sort of remember it being in a hospital. And I have a memory of f- having like a fit, like freaking out in a bed and being wheeled. But I don't know if that's real. Maybe it's just a scene from Sybil. It's, <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. So that I mean, that was the most severe thing that I remember ever having to me until this. Okay. But it's it's traumatic, really. Of course. Going through this, and you're they, by yourself that you can't have anyone there. Yeah, and it's nothing like Grey's Anatomy. I can no. tell you that no. because they're strapping you in there and I'm like, this what? is, why do they strap you I, in? I, I don't know. They're just, that's not like, oh. they just secure you, I guess. Not, okay. It's not like I was chained, but okay. it was unnerving because, yeah. you know, they have all these people flittering around you and doing this and doing that. And then we're going to put you asleep now and, and do this. And I remember roaring like this roar in my ears at one mm-hmm. point. And then I was gone. Whoa. Anesthesia okay. is such a strange experience, it's so isn't weird. it? Because yeah. you think, for me, I'm always like, it's probably not going to work. Like, like yeah. it's like hypnosis right. where you think it's not going to yeah, work just on for you. dumb people. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, right. I'm going to start to count. And I'm like, I'm not going to go. And then suddenly it's just like, everything's gone. So that's funny you say that because a long time ago I had surgery and I remember them, um, say start counting backwards and I remember like okay I know what's coming next like I had one up on them (laughs) yes yes. and then yeah I was like I counted backwards and fell asleep but this time there was no counting there was Mm -hmm. literally one minute I was there the next minute I was back after after surgery it is like a mind a race it's 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 peculiar. It's I very was strange. waiting for that. I was waiting for him to be like, okay, start counting down from 100. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Oh, and you were done. It, and they never, he never right. did that. I, he said something, but I was like, that's it. Lights so out. So you wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your first time under general anesthesia, I guess. Yeah. And w- w- how did you feel? Were you alone I when you woke I up? I still have my wisdom teeth. I haven't even had okay. dental uh, whatever okay. done. So it, 
when I woke, I remember... By the way, in the break, can I say what you said yeah, about... Yeah. Garen asked me, he's like, General, that's when you're completely under, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, I think that's what I had. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't put you in twilight sleep to take out an organ. I'm pretty sure you were under. Well, I don't know what I thought the other option would be. Well, there is there's twilight sleep, but that's like for oh. dental stuff, where you're like basically asleep, but you're kind of half yeah, awake. I haven't even had that. Like, yeah. I've gotten... Um, Cleaning, like a numbing thing, and that's it. So, um, do you have a big scar? I have. Do you staple <laughs> still? Thing. Right. I, I do have. To, I get the staples out. Well, I'm going to see the, the doctor today to see if they can come out. But I, uh, I've had them bandaged since. I haven't like take the bandages mm-hmm. off or anything. But I've taken a couple showers. They said to put um, cellophane on you so mm-hmm. it doesn't get wet. Mm-hmm. But then I've read later it doesn't. You can shower fine. Oh, okay. They didn't tell me after two days I can just be normal. Yeah, I think it's after a couple of days. Yeah, so I'm wrapping myself like a sausage. <laughs> it does not work. Every time I come out, of I'm course so not. I'm like, this is stupid. Right. I just have soggy plastic wrap that I have to deal so with now. So gross. But the, one of the bandages had slipped. Oh. Just enough where I'm like, okay. So I just happened to glance <laughs> down and <laughs> I thought I was staring into a cavern of gore. What? <laughs> and it was all like in my head. It, I thought there was, <laughs> thought the the staple was just barely holding me together. Oh, and I can see all the way into my kneecaps. That's how deep it looked. I got instantly woozy. Was this uh, while you're in the shower? This was two days ago. Okay, but were you in the shower when this no. happened? Oh, okay. No, I was just because you're very you're bed. very um, sensitive to that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, mm. it was. <laughs> So and did you have your roommate like look hour. at it to make sure it wasn't crazy? No, no. Okay. No, no. I just so, covered it up and was like, that's So you not... haven't looked at it again because you don't know if it was I crazy. Di- I did. Oh. I did. And? and it's fine. Okay. It's fine. You it's just had just, your imagination yeah, went a little. Just, there was just enough shadow <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some redness that wow. I thought I was food was going to start dropping. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how it works. Like a cartoon, just a big chicken leg falls out. Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm getting shaky now just thinking about it. But you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, And do you want to read us the signs of appendicitis? Yeah, so oh, also, they gave me some pretty strong pain reliever, which I don't even need. Good. I didn't... You used it the first day or so. Bring it in. We'll take it. Yeah, right. We'll play... You're welcome to it. But it... I'm guessing it's probably because there's not an ounce of muscle in this area. It's gotcha. all fat, so it's, there's nothing there. There's nothing to to hurt. I don't um, think that's how it works. Yeah, it's just it's just you know. it's just a it's just like a bean ba- bean bag chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. My stuffing's falling. Little pellets out. coming out. <laughs> uh, so I did write down the uh, signs, which okay. Probably you think you have, have COVID. Found. Well, that's another <laughs> thing right, because nice. my throat was hurting yeah. for a couple uh, of days, and I'm like, oh well, now I have COVID because now my throat. Oh, after oh, the hospital. After. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. And that was that was You didn't realize because of the yeah, the worst part. Yeah, my throat was killing me, and I still don't know if it was because of the tube. I guess it was because of the tube. Yeah, the anesthesia tube. Oh man. Yeah. And going through this whole thing alone. I'm so sucks. sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. That's but I was, awful. I was just imagining. Just because of COVID, like nobody has somebody coming. And this was an easy, simple kind of thing. Right. I know you were out the next day, but what if you have to... All those people who are going through COVID, the severe COVID, and they don't even have people in the rooms with them. Yeah. It's really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. And then, of course, I was getting all emotional over it. I get it. I'm sitting there by myself. 
course. There's nobody here. And I want all the people who are sick. Okay, people visit him. Stupid yeah. anesthesia. Okay, so here are the signs. Uh, strong pain, mainly around the belly button or the, on the lower right part of the belly, which is where mine was. Okay. The pain might come and go at first, then grow steady and intense. I didn't get to the steady and intense. They caught it early enough. Great. That it didn't happen. Low-grade fever. I don't know if I had that. Loss of appetite. I don't think I had that. Nausea and vomiting. Did you have nausea? Nope. Okay. Diarrhea, especially small amounts with mucus. And swollen belly, which I did have. So you had the early stage, but all of that might have happened had yeah. you not. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just by sheer luck it, that you were there. I mean, that's great because I, it could have gotten a lot worse. It yeah. was so shocking when I got the text from Danielle. When <laughs> I was it was like, well, like guess you know, what? No. We're not gonna we're not gonna have Garen for the show. You know, he's been exposed to someone with um, COVID. He's going to get tested, and I'm like, okay. And then she, I get a next text that's like. So it turns out he doesn't have COVID. He might have appendicitis. And I was like, what? How is that even a thing? How do you go in and think you have COVID? Like, it just, we couldn't believe it. I, I don't, I went for a test, left with a bonus emergency surgery. Yeah. I mean, so then, dot, dot, dot. So then we're going to have Matt, who is the uh, producer on Never Not Funny, fill in for Garen on Friday. Great, because obviously Garen is uh, recuperating from... Yeah, he's got a rest. Uh, ...from uh, having surgery, major surgery. Then uh, Chris says the kids have been exposed to COVID at school. At school, yeah. Their and first so, week back from our trip. Right. So just to be safe, we're, we'll postpone again, because what if she was... You know, what if she has COVID? Yeah. So then. So that Friday, the kids, it turned out it was fine. The whole COVID thing was a weird scare and they, it was fine for them to go to school. Um, we weren't taping and I had, my head had been bothering me, <laughs> had been itching like crazy. And it was mostly my neck mm. it was really itchy and the backs of my ears mm. were very itchy okay. since we'd gotten back from Costa Rica. And I was like. You know what? And I had I I could feel a couple bumps. So I was like, you know, I think I must have gotten bitten from some of those flies in Costa Rica Mm. because somebody when we were in Costa Rica, we were I think it was when we were in uh, Monteverde, which is this jungle area of Costa Rica, because we went to three different places in Costa Rica. Okay. said, you know, you don't have to worry about mosquitoes. We don't have mosquitoes, but we do have these little flies that bite. And I was like, okay, that's what it is. But it was like so intensely itchy that I'm like. Something's wrong. Right. I'm going to Google what's making my head so itchy. I'm going to Google Costa Rica itchy head. You <laughs> right. Know, like, maybe Append- there's some. It's appendicitis. Like, maybe there's something weird. And so it, it was like some article came up that was like 10 things that's making your head itch. Uh-huh. And I'm looking through and it was like scabies. And I was like, oh, my God, what if oh, I have scabies? God. And of course, lice was one of them. And I was mm. like, I mean, what if I have lice? Could this be lice? Right. I don't think it is because, I mean, it's the back of my head and my ears. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, maybe this is lice. Now, have you ever had lice I've before? never had lice. Okay, me neither. And somehow we've managed to get through all these years of elementary school with no lice, even though there have been lice outbreaks at their school. Right. So I knew there was a place close to my house called Buggies. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over there. I'm just going to have her check my head. So... She's looking, you know, she gets out the, she says, okay, shampoo your hair, show up, 
Oh, you wash you your sh- hair. You first? show up with clean hair, clean wet hair. Oh, and then she gets in there with her. You know the lice comb. Have you ever seen a lice comb? Yeah, it's like tiny little uh, teeth. Okay, and uh, within like thirty seconds, she says, "Oh yeah, oh, I see some." I see some. Oh, there's a there's a there's a a, a female. Uh, She's laid oh, the eggs in your head, oh. and I'm just like, oh my god! But I'm also relieved because I don't there's have an scabies, answer. right? And I know what's making my head itch so crazy. And as she's running the comb through my head, I start to feel better because she's it's, scratching. It's it feels good. Yeah. And I mean, I've never had that kind of itching on my oh. head in my life, and it's terrible. So then I'm like, wonderful. My kids are at school. <laughs> And they probably have lice. Um, so I pick them up from school. As soon as I get out of there, I'm like, I'm going to have to bring my kids in. Sorry. And she's like, I'll take the business. It's great. You I was going to say, I wonder if it's exciting for her when she does find it. I bet you it's exciting. I mean, exciting. if that's your gig, yeah. then you know, you're probably happy to find the lice. So I, I get a text from Chris at this point saying, well, it's a good thing we didn't go in today because I may have lice. Yes. And I'm just like, I just show the... <laughs> tweet. I show the text to Oliver. I'm like, look at this shit now. Yeah, it's like, what else can happen? Right. So, of course, I take my kids in after school. They both have lice, <laughs> even more than I do, even though I've never seen either one of them itch their head or complain about it. And they weren't saying that they were itchy. Nope, not at all. It was just me going nuts. But Benjamin then reveals to me, oh, yeah, my head was itching before we even left for Costa Rica. What? So now I realize, well, I didn't get this in Costa Rica. It was probably from him he got it from school or somewhere and then we just spread lice all over costa rica <laughs> sorry oh my costa God. rica we didn't bring you covid but we did bring you lice. we did spread lice over three different Wait, resorts he said it was itching from before and he never said anything yeah because he probably you know he probably just didn't think about Kids it he was like yeah. i'm thinking about my burn I'm, and how cool my red yeah is. i'm surviving a third degree burn and all i think about is when i get to play minecraft next with aj <laughs> That's all I care about. He probably got the lice from AJ. I'm just guessing. I mean, sounds like a kid who'd have lice, doesn't they it? They don't see each other in person. They only see each other on Minecraft. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Oh, it's one of those. But they are in class together. So wait, what? They're in school together. Yes, they it's play- not some mystery guy who's really 35. No, no, he's okay. He's only a grade ahead. Oh, he's a grade ahead, but yes. they play online. Okay, got it. Anyway, you didn't need to know all of that. All you need to know is, <laughs> lice is a horror show, and so. so- yeah, go ahead. You have well, a question. Well, when when so when Chris told me this, I was like, wait a second, didn't they already have lice? And then I was like, oh no, that was the worms. Yeah, we had pinworms. Benjamin had pinworms. We had pinworms. That's when worms come out of your butt. That was a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 they come out of your butt. And <laughs> this poor kid, head uh, to toe. <laughs> we've just been fucking <laughs> annihilated from uh, oh my god, all kinds of creatures, and with both scenarios. You have to basically launder every single thing in your house on the sanitize load uh, section of your machine, which takes two hours. Oh, oh, yeah. It takes two hours because it's like hot. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So So it's killing prepare to do 800 loads of laundry and vacuum every single item and then just want to burn your house down with a match. Okay. Are there in the lint screen are mm-hmm. there dead lice no no okay no because the thing is lice are mostly just on you okay so it's not like a thing you do that all as like sort of a precautionary measure but they can't live for more than 48 hours without a human head 
Wait, they can live they for can't. 48? They can't. Yeah, but they can live for f- up to 48 no, hours? No, they can and- live and live and live on your head and keep laying eggs. But without, oh, without a head. Without a head, I they die. I thought you literally meant with their head chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this fucking thing can live for 48 hours with a... Okay. So wait, oh, they have to live on your... What yeah. is it about your head? Is it the dandruff? Their blo- your the, blood, they're eating you. But why only on your head? Why not the rest of your body? Supply. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think... The, they, oh, they, they can. The oh, body? they can also live in your pubic hair. Right, but I'm saying hair. So why? Oh, oh and eyebrows. <laughs> it has to be hair. I don't know. So they can hold on to it. But they can go into beards, oh. eyebrows, eyelashes, oh, pubics. Did, have you had lice? You sound like you speak of what you no. know. No? no. Okay. You haven't had no. lice. Okay. I hope you never ever do. I never did. And I, I'm my a son white never man. Did I know everything. Oh, gotcha. gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. So wait. Okay. So. And so it takes two hours, and then you said you had to vacuum everything. Yeah. And and then some things you were just like, I'm throwing this out. Of some stuff I was like, this is all going in the garbage. But anything you can't throw in the washing machine or that you, it's just too much to deal with, like certain stuffed animals or certain. Right. You bag it all up in garbage bags. Yeah. And then you just put those away for a week. Oh, Oh, because they'll die if they don't have your yes. head. So you put. Well, it, where do they? Are they born from a head? Then I don't understand. Like, that part I can't answer for I'm you. Fast, I don't and know. Now I need to. I do have some information that I googled. Great. The other thing you want to do with all your combs and brushes is you put them in a Ziploc bag, put them in the freezer. Oh, okay. For forty-eight hours. Okay. And same with like headphones. Um, so I'm gonna and tell Sven you, got it too, right? The no, whole, he didn't. Oh, I thought he did. Oh, so just you and the kids. <laughs> just what, me did and the Sally kids. the dog get it? No, the dogs can't get lice from humans. Animals can get a different kind of lice that doesn't transmit to humans. Oh. And humans get a lice that doesn't transmit to dogs. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, I think I'm getting that right. And if I'm not, you can well actually me at (laughs) www.wellactuallychristiankimmel.com. Wait, is that real? No, but I should. (laughs) I should should get that. Um, It's very common. Happens to 6 million to 12 million school kids every year. Okay. Um, Okay. They're parasites. The kids? (laughs) (laughs) sometimes right okay you can get over-the-counter lice treatments they do have pesticides and they have a lot of ingredients that i'm not going to pronounce because it's boring okay um and you can also get over-the-counter treatments without pesticides if you're into that but you know but they only work on redheads (laughs) (laughs) they only work on hippies (laughs) i think you should probably go for the pesticide because for sure you want to get these out of your head you can get prescription treatments as well call your doctor for that and um oh the prescription treatments can be flammable so avoid all cigarettes and heat (laughs) sources including blow dryers curling irons lighters fireplaces space heaters and stoves so if you're going to use an over the or a prescription treatment don't stick your head in the oven after gotcha all right so here you can do some home remedies if you don't want to use chemical treatments you can do wet combing use a fine tooth comb you want to get a lice comb okay like you don't want to just use a fine tooth comb get yourself a lice comb you can buy these at most drugstores and they also come with the home over the counter treatments and um, that's why I wanted a professional to do this mm-hmm. because you I'm telling you what yourself. you don't especially if you have long hair or a lot of hair, you have a lot of hair yeah you don't want your spouse they're right. not going to do the kind of Thorough. I'll tell you the kind of comb out she did on my head that was like I think it was like ninety minutes. Wow! No one is gonna do that. I bet that felt so good. It did feel good. <laughs> um, it's a little bit painful. Oh. Um, essential oils, plant oils such as tea tree and anise may suffocate and kill lice, but it's not clear how well this works. Nope. Um, she did after she did the comb out. She put like this. 
um, oil on my hair. It was an olive oil and a mix of probably those. Oh, okay. And um, you can still smell it in my hair. It's a little bit stinky. Um, uh, but it also made my hair very shiny. Uh, so you can, okay, use heat. Wash any items used or worn by the person in hot water. Dry them on high heat. Lice and nits die when exposed to temperatures higher than 103 degrees Fahrenheit for more than five minutes. Okay, I did it a lot longer than five minutes. I did a full wash and I put all of my pillows, you know, because you can't really wash pillows. I put them in my dryer. That's smart. For 20 minutes on like the highest sanitize. Yeah. Um, Wash anything that's touched the person's skin or scalp, including jackets, hats, scarves, pillowcases, sheets and headbands. Okay. So you it's like I had to go through my house and just like go through my kids rooms and be like anything that's touched their heads. Right. All right. I already talked about the vacuuming and the bagging and the hair tools. Don't use insecticide fogs or sprays. Okay. Okay. If you have lice, try not to be embarrassed. Oh, (laughs) remain unembarrassed. Yes. Remain unembarrassed. It's not a sign of disease or that your child is dirty. Even the cleanest people get it. Well, you know what I'd say to that? It's really hard to maintain that feeling when you've also had pinworms <laughs> in the span of like two months. Um, <laughs> There's just sh- stuff crawling. It along. just really starts to feel like you made a, a witch pen. mad. And <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming next? Well, that has been um, just some of the things that have happened yeah, to us. We didn't over even the cover last, everything. I know. Chris has like three more things that yeah. happened on her trip. We can't get um, to all of it. I don't have anything else because I don't go anywhere or do anything. And um, <laughs> You probably have a lot of good TV shows to recommend, though. Oh, that's true. Oh, the new season of Cheer. Do you watch it? I haven't. Holy cow. It's good. Okay. It's a lot going on. All right. A lot of crazy I, stuff I going see on. a lot of um, people mentioning it on social media. And then you gave me the book Station Eleven for Christmas, which was so nice. Yeah. And I read it, and it was fantastic. And I'm planning on watching the series. I've also heard good things about and that. And then I'm planning on watching Yellow Jackets as well, which I don't know anything about. I really want you to watch it so we can kind of talk about if it's a great or terrible show. Oh, Yellow Jackets? Yeah. Oh, you mentioned that one to me before? Yes. I'm sorry. I yes. have a terrible memory. Um, yeah. So I'm going to try to do both of those. And um, I guess that's... All that's I literally had a dream last night that we went to the beach because I just need to go somewhere and do something. And it was a hassle. Yes, it was a hassle. <laughs> um, that's I guess that's all we'll leave you with today. We'll, we will come back with what we've learned today. Yeah. And then a, maybe a shout out or two to our listeners yeah. who've written in to us. We've 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 had some nice letters from people and yeah. maybe we'll read one. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Well, that was that was, I think, a very um, good episode for us to get all off, off our chests, yeah. our collective chest. Very therapeutic. Yes, therapeutic is the word I was looking for. So now we're going to discuss what we learned today. For Chris, the state of calm is not that different than the state of shock. Michael Jackson is indeed the king of prop. <laughs> Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid drug for severe pain. Juicy meds are the best meds. Mm-mm-mm. On behalf of mumblers... And my doctor, Garen, apologizes. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Childlike diseases keep you young. Radio frequency ablation is REM's best (laughs) B-side. Take gut pain seriously. Take head itchiness seriously. And above all, remain unembarrassed. I love that. Chris, you got some, uh, you got a letter or something? I have a letter. I mean, we're, we're pretty 
we're pretty backed up with letters. We are. Um, which is a nice place to be. So any of you um, listeners who've sent us letters, just know we are going to get to you. 100%. Um, we are pairing your letters with the appropriate episodes, and it's all going to come together. This message came from our website. Um, we have a contact form on our website, so you can send pretty us. Pretty fancy. I mean, we're really organized. Audrey sent us a wonderful letter. I'm going to read it to you now. I just want to let you know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. Danielle is one of my favorite Never Not Funny guests. And now that Oliver has made some appearances, I can safely say I'm a fan of the whole family. And Christine is a delight, so it's been a joy to listen to. I also get a kick out of hearing Garden Squirrel's burst of laughter (laughs) off mic. I thought I'd throw in my minor connection to your nuclear fallout episode. My husband and I were living on a military base in Tokyo at the time of the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami in 2011. Among other crazy things happening around us, our radiation levels were being monitored in case we needed to be evacuated, and we were all given potassium iodine tablets, mentioned in the episode, and told to wait until instructed to take them. That order never came, so they're just a unique souvenir from when we were so close to a historic event that, to everyone back home, seemed so far away. Keep up the great work. That's just crazy. Isn't that? To live through history like that. It's really bizarre wow imagine just being handed these tablets and said like, like you might you might have die. to yeah. take these because of radiation poisoning wow that's a great story audrey yes thank you audrey thank you so much if like audrey you would like to drop us a line tell us a story that you survived or just to say hi and tell us you're listening to the program we'd certainly appreciate it you can do that many ways on facebook on instagram and twitter we are pod how to survive if you want to email us directly, it's podcasthowtosurvive at gmail.com. You got it. And the website itself is podhowtosurvive.com. And yeah. And as we um, have been teasing, we will have merch up soon. It's just, it's a process. We've had a lot of things to overcome, but we will uh, get to that as soon as possible. I got Danielle to put her picture up. Her picture? My picture. Uh oh. I got my picture up. My accent's coming out. <laughs> anyway, she got her picture up just, on in the Instagram. Yeah, I, and, I figured out how to do that. I just pasted. I just took a like an old picture and I put cellophane tape and I I put it on the compute my phone. That works, right? Now you can see my yeah. So, yes, yeah, so write to us at any of those places. We're very hard to avoid at this point. Yeah, we're kind of we're like lice. We're just <laughs> all over the place. And you can't, we're in your head for 48 hours after you listen to it. At least. Yes. Um, yeah, so this has been fantastic. And uh, once again, thank you, Garen. F- I mean, first of all, for surviving. For surviving. <laughs> and you're here like less than a week after surgery. It's freaking amazing. A week to the day. This a week guy's to committed. the day. Unbelievable. And just thank you guys so much. We get, you know, little messages all the time telling us you're listening to the show. And it just uh, means the world to us. So thanks so much. See you next week. Bye.